This podcast is presented in partnership with Rewatchable Media, home to several great podcasts and YouTube channels covering TV shows, movies, and culture. Find out more on rewatchable.media. Welcome, everyone. Hi, Michael. Hi, Shane. Uh, this is Dad Pods, and we are a podcast. Uh, you should know what you've you're, you've clicked over to listen to. If you're new to this podcast, uh, this is a this is an unofficial MCU podcast. Why do we call ourselves unofficial? I guess because we just don't want to like Kevin Feige to come knock on our door. Yeah, we don't want to have that branding and yeah. uh, have someone get mad at us. So we're unofficial. Yeah, exactly. So we're unofficial. Um, we would we we we're, we're officially unofficial. Huh. We have established that we are, in fact, unofficial. The unofficial. The unofficial uh, MCU podcast. So um, uh, we start every episode with our MCU news and notes. Uh, we are recording this somewhere around the middle of January-ish. Uh, the Moon Knight uh, Disney, upcoming Disney Plus TV show, uh, the trailer for that uh, dropped. Um, and there was an announcement that that show will debut at the end of March on Disney plus, um, thoughts, comments, concerns. So yeah, my, my thoughts are number one, way, way back when I always thought that if Marvel did anything with Moon Knight, it would be almost the ultimate flex, even mm-hmm. though they've already had a talking tree and a talking, uh, raccoon in a thing right. only because of the obscure characters, Moon Knight always, to me felt like some sort of supernatural Batman guy got a little bit popular in the nineties, but never really hit that next level of of popularity. Yeah. He's got the whole anti-hero. I'm a little bit crazy kind of thing that Deadpool had. Yeah. Um, But without, without the humor in a a lot of the same ways, he's very dour, honestly. Um, Most of the time I am not an expert on Moon Knight. Certainly. Yeah. I, I, I followed a little bit. Mm-hmm. back in the day and uh the only thing other my other thoughts are like there's anything less cool as a logo i don't think there's anything less cool than the moon <laughs> throw those moon those moonerangs like, you know, throw but, a bunch of stuff. <laughs> but it is at least a crescent moon it's not a full-on so it does have like some shark parts <laughs> it's circle night just throw uh-huh. lots of frisbees around yeah that i mean I think, hey, if the official MCU podcasts are listening, that's that's the way to get that started. On it, some someone needs to be a circle guy, circle man, as they run out of characters. So what this is is from a from a uniqueness standpoint, um, this is the first Disney Plus character they're they're introducing, right? Disney yep. uh, show centered around it. I'm not right. certainly character. There's been characters that have been introduced in these shows, but this is something that didn't start in the movies. Uh, this is completely unique. It looks like it's going to be completely, st- oh, not really standalone. It's certainly going to fit in the MCU, but I mean, it's, it's, Moon Knight's weird. He doesn't really team up with anybody ever. Sometimes he's in certain groups and it's only just for Fonzies. It's never really like a, like an organic sort of, you know, melding of things. Yeah. He's not a mutant. He's no. not an Avenger. He might. Mu- well, okay, let's be fair. I'm sure there was a time some someone out there will correct us and be like, oh, actually, he was in an Avenger. Well, actually, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm sure he's been an Avenger. He might have been in a Defender. That's another group. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he maybe, maybe he was a Guardian of the Galaxy. I don't know. Was he a West Coast Avenger? 
he might have been well where is it's in new york is it where he's at i thought it was new york but maybe. yeah the, the point is it other than that little period where he got a little bit popular it's it's mm -hmm. odd to me because he's never seemed like an a-lister no and he's he's not even a character that's always had a consistent start like book right he's never really been that guy but here we are yeah but here we are he's got his own book now and you know uh, he's somebody that gets his powers from like Egypt, like the ancient pharaohs, and there's like gods, and he's like, he also has a, a severe case of disassociative identity disorder. Yeah. Well, then also, the character gets his powers from Egypt, yet mm -hmm. is the son of a rabbi, I believe. Something like that. Yeah. So it's a very interesting mix mm -hmm. of cultures and ethnicities. And yeah. All that stuff. So we'll see. I'm excited because it is something new and it's okay. going to be something, the mood of it looks very dark as well as um, something that we haven't really seen from, from, from the MCU and Disney Plus, certainly. So. Yeah, it also lets Oscar Isaac uh, have the, the Marvel Triple Crown. Mm -hmm. He who was in X-Men Apocalypse, a terrible movie. Terrible movie, but he is Apocalypse. And Apocalypse is always sort of is this imposing figure and Oscar Isaac is about five foot four. Yeah. So it, it's a little bit weird, you know, having this big purple thing, but not be a really big purple thing, just kind of yeah. a purple yeah. thing. And apparently he hated filming that because the costume was pretty terrible and you could see he yeah. can't move his head. It really looks like he can't move his head the mm -hmm. whole movie. That's right. So triple crown. So, so, so he was in the Fox X-Men. Yep. Then he was in a Spider-Man movie. He was in Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, okay. Right, 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 right. He plays uh, Spider-Man in 2099, right? That's right. At the end of the movie, he gets to do the Spider-Man meme. Right, right. So, and I think he's supposed to reprise that. I mean, it's a, it's a voice acting role. Yeah. But he's supposed to reply, reprise that in the sequel, I think. Excellent. Mm -hmm. And then, of and course, now, and now the he's MCU. In MCU. So, yeah. Uh, the only thing, so he's in Fox, Sony, MC, uh, Disney. So, yeah. Inspired. He's in. Uh, he's also been in a you know Coen Brothers movie. He he was he's in Star Wars. In Star Wars, Poe Dameron. So, if he makes a Disney princess movie, then that'll be the Disney Triple Crown. There you go. Um, I have no further comment on that. <laughs> Here's to you, Oscar Isaac. <laughs> so yeah, so that's kind of the only thing that happened this week. Uh, the MCU is still living off of uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home. I think it's now top three all-time movies in terms of uh, box office. It made a lot of money. In the midst of a pandemic, and it's still continuing to make more money. Um, I, the, this would be already the uh, the most money ever made in a, in a, in a box office had there, uh, there not been a pandemic, had it been in normal times, I imagine. Yeah, that's, that's pretty incredible. I'm sure Disney's very happy because they like money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the more money they make, the more content they make for us, and the more content that we go ahead and make for you guys, the listeners. So we're all about having Disney make money. It's fine. As long as they're I would like them it. to share. Yes. Maybe, nice. maybe, maybe we'd be the official MCU podcast if we were, you know, if they were sharing money. Yeah, we're very open to that. Yeah. Uh, ring me up. I'm not going to give you my phone number here, but you're Disney. You can figure it out. I'm sure they already have it. Yeah. <laughs> all right are we ready anyway, 
I think we are ready. So what are we doing tonight? Well, today we will complete or we will have the third in the Captain America trilogy. The third, yes. So yeah. we, strangely enough, we we the order of, of presentation that we're giving you is one, three, two. Yes. Uh, in order, uh, but uh, yes, this is uh, the third, and we're in our top. What are we in our top four? This is the fourth best movie that we considered, ish. Yeah, I'm gonna say so. Yeah, we got like three more movies to go, so yeah. top four ish. Yeah. Um, don't take this into the bank. This is Captain America: Civil War. Um, and um, I think I'm ready for the recap. Three, two, one, go. We flash back to the early 90s in a nefarious Winter Soldier mission that is clearly foreshadowing stuff. Meanwhile, Captain America and his new Avengers screw up in Nigeria and a bunch of civilians die. In response, the UN enacts the Sokovia Accords, basically taking away the independence of the Avengers. Cap and a few others refuse to sign the Accords, making any future heroing illegal. The ceremonial signing of the Accords is beset by a terrorist attack, killing Wakanda's king, and Bucky is framed. Cap, with Falcon's help, suits up to find Bucky, and does just in time for a big three-way fight with government agents and Black Panther. Big chase, and everyone is arrested. Instead of a psyche eval, Bucky gets interviewed by Zemo, and triggering to go on another violent killing spree. Cap stops Bucky, and he and Falcon go on the run, enlisting the help of several other heroes. Iron Man gets his own group of heroes to stop Cap, and there's a big, huge fight in Germany. Too many participants to mention, but we get Spider-Man intro and a cool Black Widow double cross. Cap and Bucky chase after Zemo. Iron Man learns too late that Zemo played them all and catches up to them in Siberia. There, Zemo shows Iron Man that Bucky killed his parents. Zemo's plot was to tear the Avengers apart. Iron Man loses it, attacks both super soldiers, and we get another big fight. Cap defeats Iron Man and escapes with Bucky. I screwed up on that one. That was way too long. It was almost 90 seconds. This is a very complicated movie. There's a lot of plot. There's a lot of plot. It's a long movie. There's lots of characters. Mm-hmm. So <sighs> I'll let you talk. So let's, All right. let's, start let's do it. Dad Servations. Mm-hmm. So oddly enough, we introduced two heroes in this movie. Two heroes. I know. And this is not an Avengers movie. This is not an Avengers movie. It could have been an Avengers movie. It has more Avengers movies than either of the first two Avengers. It has more Avengers in them. That, that's crazy. So mm-hmm. the two characters, we get we get Black Panther, mm-hmm. and then we remarkably get Spider-Man. Yes. Which at the time, this was huge news. This was this was amazing and huge news. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about, so you have read the, the, the you know, the inside scoop on, on, on the MCU. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about like how, how this came to be? Sure. So for a long time, Kevin Feige was associated with the Sony pictures. He, Mm-hmm. Very famously was, well, famous to me, was an assistant <laughs> way back when on the original Sam Raimi trilogy, so the Tobey okay. Maguire Spider-Man movies. He remains, through the Marvel deal, an executive producer on The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Which are now, not good, by the way. Which are not good movies. No. However, Andrew, he gets Andrew a, Garfield is charming and lovely, but those are movies that are not good. No, they're, they're not. He's an executive producer with zero power. All he gets to do is consult on them. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you can go ahead and Google it, you can find his notes on The Amazing Spider-Man 2. By the way, his notes are really good if you've seen that movie, because <laughs> that's a terrible movie, and all of his suggestions <laughs> are, uh, I wish he had done, they had done them. Yeah. So now he goes in for a meeting with uh, 
and I'm totally going to forget her name, the, the executive producer for Sony for the mm -hmm. Spider-Man franchise, to presumably consult on Amazing Spider-Man 3. Right? Mm -hmm. And they have their ideas, and Sony gives their pitch. Mm -hmm. Feige. And this was somewhere around 2014. Yeah. Right, because the Amazing Spider-Man 2 had just come out. The MCU, where we're at there, is I think Captain America Winter Soldier had just come out. Yeah. Which was yeah. a huge movie. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the MCU is in full effect. At this point in time, Feige knows exactly what he needs as he's making this movie. He knows what he needs to introduce. So he listens to her pitch. Uh, he says, that's all good, but I don't think it's going to work. If I'm going to be involved, and they know that they want him involved because of the success of the MCU, uh, I think I have to be in control. That's the only way I can see it happening. How about we figure out a way to reintroduce Spider-Man into the MCU? Mm -hmm. And I loved, I loved the, some of the backstory on this too, is like that, you know, he starts planning this like meeting with only like a couple of people within his like inner circle. Right. And he tells his storyboard person, it's like, he just tells them, Peter, you know, like Peter's going to join Captain America Civil War. And the Peter, the guy's like, oh, Peter, is it, is it because they had already done Guardians of the Galaxy? He's like, is Peter Quill? Are we doing this? And, and Feige is just like, you know, very, very deadpan, just kind of Parker. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. And that's it. And just like, and then like almost like drops the mic and walks away. <laughs> yeah. And the, the guy, uh, apparently he knew exactly what that meant. So in secret mm -hmm. has to work on, you know, new Spider-Man designs for the MCU. Right. Right. Uh, and the design will work, by the way. The, the, the costume is awesome. Totally great. Modern fits the MCU style. Yeah. It's wonderful. And they, oh yeah, the, the name of the executive is Amy Pascal. Amy Pascal, on hearing this news from Feige, she's, she says, and she's repeated this in other interviews, she, her first take was to get so mad she threw her sandwich at him. <laughs> <laughs> and then she, she wanted to cry, but she also was just like, he's kind of right. Yeah. So. Right. To 100% to Amy Pascal's credit, she understood that like, what they were doing with Amazing Spider-Man was not working. Yeah. And she loves this character. She's been associated with the Spider-Man franchise with Sony for a very long time, again, mm -hmm. just like Feige. And agrees remarkably. They come; these two big companies come to an agreement, and Spider-Man re-enters the MCU. Yeah, and it's interesting. So after, and we we talked about it a little bit. I think we might have talked about it a little bit when we talked about um, Far From Home. The, after that movie, there was there was some question about whether or not Sony was taking the character back, whether mm -hmm. the MCU was going to keep Spider-Man. There was all this back and forth. It, it ultimately came down to they they brought him back and they obviously we had we had our um, no way home which was a you know mentioned as the eighth, third best movie of all time in terms of box office was amazing we talked about it last week um but i think the the partnership is going to go on for for a while now i don't think we're going to have any of those threats of Oh, yeah. we're taking him back. You can't have him. Da, 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 all that stuff. Well, I'll, I'll caveat it. They, you might have the threat, but it doesn't mean anything. It just means that, that the companies need to change the line of where the allocation of money goes, and then that yeah. line will change, and then mm -hmm. it'll happen. Because there's no yeah. way that this doesn't happen after making yeah. you know, many billions of dollars. Yeah, there's, there's absolutely no way. I mean, Disney figured out the number with Fox and the X-Men. They'll figure out the number with uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, it'll be a big number, but it'll be worth it for them. Yeah, totally. So, um, <clears throat> we also get Ant-Man in the Avengers. Yeah. I know that we, yeah. had, we had a solo Ant-Man movie. 
uh, but we get him in the Avengers. Uh, he is very funny. Both he and I think Peter uh, kind of give a levity to this movie uh, that either of the other two Captain America movies didn't have. They're both yeah, very serious yeah. and, you know, because Captain America, the, what makes him such an endearing character, and all these movies have been good. All the Captain America uh, movies have been excellent. Uh, but he is so sincere. There's not, a, there's not a sarcastic bone in his body. There's not a, you know, he's not jaded in, in any way. He is, he is, he's still belief in the American way and, and everything that comes with it. And uh, it's nice to have those little uh, goofy moments. In this totally. Movie. And it, this is a very kind of dour movie. It's a tragedy, right? Mm -hmm. Good guys lose. Yeah, the good guys lose. There's, there's This is like the end of uh, Empire Strikes Back or you know the second Lord of the Rings movie. It's very bad for, for our heroes. Right. So this movie, the only levity really is Parker and, uh, mm -hmm. and Scott Lang. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and I will say, uh, you know, we talked last week about sort of, you know, uh, No Way Home being a love letter to Peter Parker. This, just this 15 minute introduction to Spider-Man is more true to sort of the character as it's been developed over the last 50 years. Uh, than anything that we had seen before yeah. on film. Maybe there have been cartoons that were that had it all, you know, stuff, you know, everything. But, you know, this was funny Peter Parker. It was goofy, nerdy Peter Parker. It was, I'm scared that I'm going to screw up my family life, Peter Parker. It was all of that in, like, one scene with Robert Downey Jr. in Queens. So we get that. Oh, you know what else we get? We get Giant Man. We get Giant Man. That was a big sort of reveal in the theater. That was one of those, you know, obviously once you get Peter Parker, everybody in the theater is just like crazy. It's like, oh my God, Spider-Man. But we had that announced like beforehand. We knew that Spider-Man was coming into it. We knew that Black Panther was coming into the MCU. So having them in, in the, in the uh, theater was not a surprise. The big surprise in the movie was in this scene in, in Germany, Ant-Man becomes Giant Man. He reverses the pin particle and he's able to, he's like 40 feet tall. Pretty great. Mm -hmm. a, a nice fun reveal. It adds another joke where uh, later on uh, Tony Stark's like, does anyone else on our side have any surprising <laughs> powers? Yes. They want yes. yes. That, that. Was a, that was a big reveal because that was cool. Um, uh, and, and related, the action scenes in this movie are really good. Like starting with the like the first action scene in Nigeria, I do think that like all of the best fight scenes that Scarlett Johansson gets to have as Black Widow all occur in Captain America movies. So both yeah, Winter yeah. Soldier and this one, this fight scene that she's got, it's a very short one. It's better than anything she has in her solo movies. It's better than anything she has in the Avengers movies. It's really good. She's got some flips. She you know does the whole thing where she gets peeps somebody with her leg and tucks them down. It's great. Yeah, gets to use that sonic blaster or whatever is on her uh -huh. wrist. Yeah, I thought that was cool. She's got, she's, she's uh, clearly like, you know, if Captain America is the leader of the Avengers, like she's like the second in command in this new Avengers group. Yeah, I, I think what makes these action scenes really work is the Marvel movies in general has a good understanding of like what makes each character different, not just mm -hmm. their personalities, but what makes each of their powers different. 
And let's contrast that with a movie that doesn't work, which is Justice League. That mm-hmm. end fight in Justice League, that's like, they're all just punching each other. Yeah. There's no differentiation among the characters whatsoever. Mm-hmm. This fight, very clearly, everyone brings something else to the table. Mm-hmm. Even though when you have characters that might be somewhat similar, like Black Panther is a human with a suit on. It's kind of similar to Tony Stark, right? But you don't, yeah. he doesn't act like that at all. No, but they're completely different. He's a little bit closer in power to like somebody like Captain America, right? Right. Just in terms of like, but there's completely different sort of ways of getting to that level of power. So totally cool. I like. Um, it. So this is a this is a movie that they sort of they pulled directly they they pulled the name of it directly from the the comics. Civil War is something that happened uh, in the early two thousands. Um, similar plot. Um, so it was about, uh, you know, the heroes being registered and, and sort of under sort of more government control. Yep. Oh, uh, you know, do big... you know the, the motivating event that makes them get registered? Yeah, it's some uh, mutant explosion. The new mutants are yeah. on a reality show and then That's there's right. an explosion. <laughs> yeah. And, and, the, and there's like uh, one of the one of the mutants is a, his power is that he blows up. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys which, which 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 first of all terrible power yeah not <laughs> very good uh, in a civilian setting <laughs> kills a he kills a civilian or a couple of civilians yeah. or anything like that uh and it turns out that like it actually wasn't this character because it was like there was this plot to sort of create all this stuff because you can never have just an, a tragedy that's caused by a hero right it's always got to be some bad guy creates it and so you know I think Wolverine eventually figures out like the whole plot of it, but it was like too late at that point because right. Wolverine's always figuring out what stupid mutants did. It's weird because he's not supposed to be a detective. He kind of, but he figures out stuff hmm. with his nose. He, he, just tracks he just tracks people down and it's like, hey, wait a minute. I smelled you on this explosion and this pulls out his, you know, claws and then stabs him and then, you know, the, the resolution. That's clearly a power that they don't explore very much in the movies. It's like, oh yeah, Hugh Jackman, incredible sense of smell. Yeah, I, I really hope that you know once we get a new Wolverine in this particular MCU, like like that we get sort of the the different things. We get a little bit of it because he can fe- figure out that like Mystique is not you know Cyclops or whatever. Yeah, but he's he's he needs to. We need to have the Wolverine that can track down, you know somebody because they because of perfume or something <laughs> i cannot wait to see the mutant olfactory senses depicted <laughs> with the high-end visual effects yeah um so anyway uh but so much of the the civil war in the comics was about uh identity secret identities so like everybody's if, if you sign on to the uh the, i don't remember what the actual it's not the sokovia accords because that's in this one but what yeah. if you if you sign on to it you're basically you're going to um, release your secret identity to the world. Um, in this particular our MCU that we're talking about, secret identities are not that significant. Like Tony Stark is Tony Stark. Everybody knows Tony Stark. Black Widow has already been in front of Congress. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is, I mean, if if you had done that in the comics, that would have been the mo- one of the most ridiculous things ever, right? Right. You know, Black Widow is like she's the ultimate secret spy. Um, and in and in the comics, like the 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 big uh, reveal early on is that Spider Man 
reveals that he is Peter Parker because he was on the side of Tony Stark. Now he switches midway through because he doesn't like what's going on with all the uh, the pro government um, factions that get a little too draconian for for Peter, and that ultimately leads to the ridiculous Mephisto um, uh, <laughs> get get his uh, secret identity back because he makes a deal with the devil. Uh, uh, storyline which they almost they they do almost verbatim in in no way home but they make it work because they use tar uh because they tap into some nostalgia and they don't use mephisto but uh he doesn't make a deal with the devil to... he doesn't make a deal with the devil he makes a deal with with benedict cumberbatch much better uh-huh so um uh so yeah but he's the, the fulcrum here as well because he is kind of one of the uh, sort of Tips the scales um, a little bit. Yep. Um, Black Widow kind of plays it here, though, in terms of like the switching sides, because she switched sides at the very end of the, the fight in Germany and right. let Steve and Bucky go. Um, uh, you point out here that uh, I didn't remember this, but uh, Giant Man gets killed. Yep. Is that, the Hank big... Pym? Is that Hank Pym, Giant Man? No. So it's actually. Uh... Oh gosh, the character that Lawrence Fishburne plays in uh, okay the second okay. Ant- that, that okay, version that of guy, Giant Man that guy gets killed. That's an easy one to kill because nobody can remember. That I guy. don't remember his name. No one remembers his name. Um, right. So the, the similarity here is that the War Machine gets paralyzed. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe, Captain maybe America not... gets assassinated at the end of Civil War too. Yeah, but he that's... comes back. He gets better. That's that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember how he came back, but he comes back. Uh, should, should I reveal how he comes back? You should. You should. I can't remember how he comes back. Okay, so one version of him comes back because it's a reality warping thing, but it's the version of him that's a Nazi because he's been trained. He was a double agent the whole time. That's that's the very famous Hail Hydra. Oh, right, 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 right. But that but that's much later. That's not that's well, I know that's the, this is what bring, brings him back. Like that's uh, that's how long it is. Right. And then the that's not version. the one that sticks. Then they, they right. actually go back, find the old one. And he actually comes back from an alternate reality. There you comics. Go. That's, that's comics. You can do anything you want. It's fine. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to start to do that with um, the MCU now that we've opened the ultimate multiverse. If they're like, if we just want to pick up a, you know, we can get a 22 year old Tony Stark and make him not a jerk, but we make him Iron Man. I don't know. Uh, so this could have been in news and notes. Have you seen this other rumor, which is probably a more reported rumor that a certain Mission Impossible star might be in the MCU. Yeah, we've heard that too. So uh, the story has... So Tom Cruise uh, was attached to star as Iron Man back in like the late 90s. Yep. Um, and, you know, deals fell through. He didn't, he didn't uh, end up doing it. Um, and there have been rumors that he is going to... Repri- like take on that role as an alternate version as early as this upcoming um, Doctor Strange movie, which is called The Multiverse of Magic, which is the first, next uh, screen uh, movie that we are going to see from the MCU. I think it's in February or March, something like that. Yeah, it's coming up. Um, I don't know, your thought, I've, I've seen that some people are actually upset about this. And to, to Edward, those people, Edward? I will ask, have you seen Mission Impossible Fallout? Fallout? It's like the greatest action movie that we've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, there's a helicopter fight at the end. Yeah. 
Oh. Um, there's a there's a motorcycle chase that I think lasts about an hour and a half in the middle of the movie. Who doesn't want to see that? Who doesn't want to see that in the MCU? <clears throat> I mean, I think uh, you know the only other. Yeah, I think the only other character that would be more welcome into the MCU other than Cruz would be Keanu Reeves. Figuring out what role Keanu Reeves could play. I think he plays himself. <laughs> Literally, just, just plays John Wick as just. Wait, why are you here? Oh, I'm a mutant. Sure, <laughs> sold. <laughs> You're in. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyhow, so yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, Cap, we mentioned this earlier. Cap gets to start stop top building in this movie, but this is an Avengers movie. So many really? heroes. It just happens to be that he's the one that sort of stands up at the end and is like the one left standing so it, it's, it's got to be a captain america movie but it's just like yeah he's it, this is an avengers movie right um to that to that point is this the most important movie in the mcu uh-huh. uh of the uh you know prior to Endgame of the infinity saga i think yeah there, this is a big turning point in terms of the arc of all the characters of what happens in this world where mm-hmm. the idea that the heroes don't always get along. Like if the first Avengers movie is about bringing them together, they all, they all want to be the star yet. They figure yeah. out like, this is how we work as a team. And then you kind of see them all working together in age of Ultron, which is a bad movie, but it was like, that's, yeah. that's like, Hey, we're a team. This is us at our best. Yes. Uh, by the time we get here, we start to see that like, these are the strains of a, a world of superheroes. Yeah. Eventually, people are going to regard what a hero should be and what they do differently. And that's, that's the idea of the government coming in and saying, like, okay, no, now they need to be regulated. And some heroes saying, like, no, that's not the point. Like, our point is to be extra governmental. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't even get to get into things where, like, what if, they, if you take the government controlling superheroes to its natural conclusion, it's like, well, now you have to have Iron Man in the war. Mm-hmm. Not just, yeah. like, stopping conflicts. It's like, no, we want that oil in Iraq. Yeah. So why why exactly. aren't you there? Exactly. Uh-huh. That's what Tony doesn't understand. Yeah. Like that's what has to happen, right? If you take it to its natural conclusion. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that's right. I think, uh, you know, this rips the, the Avengers apart. Yep. You know, basically after this movie, it's base, it's, it's Iron Man who had been sort of semi-retired mm-hmm. from, from being an Avenger, uh, a paralyzed roadie and yep. vision. Yep. That's, that's, that's the Avengers. Yeah, not, not exactly an A-list squad there. No, not an A-list squad. Um, you've got the secret Avengers that we eventually see at the beginning of Infinity War, uh, which is Captain America, Romanoff, Falcon, and uh, 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 Scarlet Witch. But, um, but yeah, and this is an interesting question. So if this doesn't happen, if they're not split up, uh, can they defeat Thanos before the snap? Hmm. So if they're actually working together. If they're working together. Mm-hmm. Well, here, the easiest way, mm-hmm. <laughs> which would, never would have happened, we saw the way to defeat Thanos right off the bat in What If, mm-hmm. when uh, it's actually Ultron vision. So just let, so just let Ultron go? It is laser him. <laughs> like, he, he's like, he sees them. He's like, oh, I'm inevitable. Yeah. And he just lasers them right away. Like, oh, mm-hmm. credits roll. Yeah. 
so the, the problem is because they're heroes and they, they don't think that way. That's that's the real reason why they can't defeat them. So I'm actually going to say that they still lose. They still lose in Infinity War? Yeah. That doesn't... The, the problems go a little deeper than just the sure. fact that they're not unified. Okay. Um, but we can agree that they are really only ripped apart because uh, Tony can't manage his feelings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, he's the villain. Um, yeah, so uh, the other villain in this film, film Zemo, um, I, I come around on him a little bit, but he's largely kind of uninteresting as like on his own. Yep. You know, uh, I think he's made a little bit more interesting and certainly more fun uh, in the uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, oh, he's, he's made a lot more interesting by that. Yeah, he's made a lot more interesting there. Um, but... You know, like Thanos in Infinity War, Zemo actually, you know, has a plan and he executes it. He wins. Even though he's uh, arrested at the end, he he wins. Yeah, that's that's really true. That was his goal. And what's funny is like after this movie, no one talks about Zemo like they talk about uh, Hela or, or Thanos know, or Jeff Goldblum or any of them. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think Zemo, even though I think the problem is we don't get to see his motivation in this movie. They, they do the, oh, my family was killed and that's why mm-hmm. I'm there, which feels really, I, I guess, kind of overplayed and done. We had, we had about three flashbacks to Stark's family getting killed during this film movie. Yeah. Um, it would have been, it probably would have been helpful to have one of his. Yeah, I, I think that's why no one remembers him coming out of the movie. Now, again, after Falcon and the Winter Soldier, now everyone remembers Simo. Sure. He was dancing at a club. It was great. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do think that that might be a, a little bit of a flaw in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I do appreciate that they, uh, they moved away from the Zemo from the comics who wears a big purple mask. I think they even, they even allude to it in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. He wears it for a second. Yeah, but that's a really stupid costume. <laughs> really dumb. It's really dumb, and uh, you know Zemo is kind of Hydra, but he's not Hydra. This is this is a little bit better, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think the setup for <laughs> Zemo long in the long haul in the MCU is, is now much stronger than he ever was in the comics. Mm-hmm. He gets away at the end, right? Yeah, uh, in Falcon no, the he, he in Falcon the Winter Soldier no. Remember, he's he could he looks like he's going to be killed by Bucky. Okay. Bucky plays him, and he's mm-hmm. taken in by the Wakandan forces. The Wakandan. So he's he's in Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they've got some legit prisons there. Okay. Oh yeah, I'm sure we'll see him though. Oh yeah, well Wakanda will might do some interesting things with him. Yeah, yeah, but again, you know, the good guys don't win in this movie. Nope. Um, nope. Tony Stark. Hmm. We've mentioned this multiple times in the past, in you know, in our discussions. Yeah. Certainly yeah. during the Age of Ultron discussion, which is, you know, he should he's a war criminal. Yeah. He's the villain in this movie. Sure is. And yeah. God, just terrible. Right. So let, let's think of like why does the the fight at the end happen? So Cap won't tell Tony that Bucky did it. He could have done it a long time ago, right? He could have, yes. But he won't do it because he knows how. He, yeah, he knows how Tony will react. So if if Tony 
had control over his emotions, then mm -hmm. Cap might have like, I need to sit down. This is important. Yeah. Let's talk about mm -hmm. this. Yeah. I, I, I found out that Bucky but we, did this thing. Yeah. He can't do that though. Yeah. Because we know from previous, you know, iterations of what has happened with, with Tony, you know, he gets upset. He builds a, you know, a death robot that tries <laughs> to kill the planet. Yeah. So, so I think, Cap makes the right call, I guess. Cap makes the right call to not. It's like, huh, a lot of people died with Ultron. That was bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of it. the best place to, like, in the middle of nowhere with, like, two living people that happen to be super soldiers. Yeah. That's the yeah. only safe place to actually tell Tony that, <laughs> hey, Bucky killed your mom. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So that happened, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So we know there are support groups in this universe True. because Falcon run ones run in uh, uh, Winter Soldier. Yes, right. He's got a, like a veterans group, and then in Endgame, you know, Captain America's got his own survivors support group. Yes. So we yeah. know that there are some. Tony needed to be in one of these. Mm. So here's the problem. Apparently, the only one who can run a support group is either a Captain America or a future Captain America. And we don't have enough of those to go around. They don't have all the variants yet, as we do in the comics. Now, I'm sure the support groups are run plenty in the comics. You know what? In the 90s, I think, uh, you know, if you want to talk about a, an alternate Captain America, um, Peggy Carter is still alive. She could have run one mm. when, you know, to, to deal, to help a young Tony Stark deal with the, the death of his parents. Sure. I think there's ways to, to do this. Yeah, but he should have made a better effort for sure. Much better effort. Um, or those are the only two support groups that have ever existed in this universe. Oh, very possible. <laughs> I can also believe that. <laughs> so I'm going to, let's talk more, a little bit more about the Tony Stark villainy. Uh -huh. So, <clears throat> all right. Wrote the, all right, this is more related to Rhodey says to Vision. Yes. Make Falcon a glider, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. To shoot a laser and disable... At, at yeah, at a person in a flying suit. Right, that's right. Which will supposedly make him a glider, taking out the power from his, mm -hmm. uh, his jets. Right. How do, you, how do you know those wings aren't just going to retract? Yeah, which is exactly what happened, right? Because Falcon retracts the wings and goes into like a somersault and the yeah. laser misses him. It hits so Rhodey. it's not exactly, yeah, it hits Rhodey. It's not exactly like they, they blame, you know, um, oh, the vision was distracted by Wanda because, you know, we have to blame women. Yeah, but um, I mean, Falcon totally dodged that bullet, so to speak, right? Right. You're allowed to dodge if you're in a fight. Yeah, I would think so. And you know, that was just a it was a it was a wildly um, reckless thing to 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 bring. First of all, to bring Vision into the the fight in in the first place, yeah. because Vision is you know he and Wanda are the two most powerful you know, fighters in this fight in yeah. terms of like, like the ability to just kill somebody like that. Well, this as laser we said, thing yeah. that comes out of his, it's, he's got an infinity stone in his head. <laughs> right. So he's got a weapon that really can only kill his laser thing that can split anything in the world in part. That's right. That's right. It's not, it's not like it's a, a stunning laser. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a, you know, cut you in half laser. I just, that's so reckless. I, I'm Rody deserved to get shot. That's what you get, man. Mm -hmm. That's what you get. 
when you fire the, the killing laser in the zone of a lot of people, someone might get killed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Captain, and then, you know, obviously Iron Rouge, you know. Oh, say it Falcon. again. It just cut off. And then, you know, Captain, and then Iron Man being a total douche, you know, Falcon comes down is like, hey, is there anything I can do? And then he just like, you know, knocks him out with a, you know, a, a blast of his own, right? Yeah. He had no way of knowing that what his blast to Falcon wasn't going to like, you know, give him permanent brain damage, right? Oh, yeah. He doesn't have a full suit of armor. He just has no, wings. He just has wings. He knocked him down, launched him backwards like five feet. He could have hit a rock. Exactly. With his head. Mm -hmm. that, I mean, that's really reckless. Anyway. Um, so this is a Captain America movie. Yes. So I think we should, you know, we should talk about like the Captain America moments that we've seen in the MCU. Because I think he has, a, he's just, the way that they did him, the Chris Evans, Captain America, he has these just moments that sort of stand above, I think, anybody else having a moment. Other than maybe Tony Stark, you know, you know, snapping his fingers. That would be the right. only sort of, I think, moment that sort of, um, that reached the, the Captain America stuff. And Captain America's got one in every movie, movie that he's in. So, um, uh, Captain, Captain One... Uh, you know, it's when he comes out of the, the pod and he's like Chris Evans. And okay, Chris Evans, beautiful man. I guess we can major swoon that. moment. Major swoon. Yeah. I think uh, uh, in Captain America two, the elevator scene. Mm -hmm. We did, we're, I think we're talking about that movie next week. That's going to be like we're going to talk about the elevator scene for like forty five minutes. <clears throat> and then the speech at the end that he does over the the, the loudspeaker to everybody to call them. To call all the good guys to arms to fight Hydra um, is, a, is a great one. Uh, in Avengers 1, the order, when, he, when, he, when the police officer, you know, he tells the police officer what to do, and the police officer is like, what do I have to listen to you for? And then he just, like, kills a bunch of aliens, and then the, and the police officer is like, okay, I'm going to do exactly what you did. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and then once he bar starts barking out orders to the Avengers once the Hulk arrives, right? Like, you know, it's like, you know, you go up here, you go over here, and then Hulk, smash. That's just like, a, it's a Captain America moment. Um, uh, the, ultra, the the very end of Ultron, it's probably my favorite part of the ultra, uh, the Age of Ultron movie is when he gives his speech to the rest of the Avengers over the, the telecom system that they all have. I want those little uh, wireless earbuds, by the way. That Captain America must have <laughs> that all the Avengers must have because they're able to talk to one another just by you know pressing their ear. Doesn't sound like you're in a bathtub. That's amazing. It doesn't sound like you're in a bathtub or the LaGuardia Airport bathroom. Hmm. So wait, uh, your favorite movement in uh, Age of Ultron wasn't when they go to the internet? No, 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 the hub <laughs> of the internet. No, that's not my favorite movement. Um, <laughs> or when uh, Thor steps on a Lego. That's not my favorite moment. Yeah. Um, my second favorite moment in Age of Ultron is when, also when Captain America, it's a Captain America scene, when he rips apart the uh, the log that he's splitting. That's right. Just because yeah. it's Chris Evans in a very tight shirt. Um, <laughs> Good times. Yeah. Uh, and then this movie, he pulls down a helicopter with himself, just, just himself, <laughs> yeah. with like one arm, because he holds on to a build, the top of the building, and, he, and with the other arm holds a, onto the, the railing of the helicopter and pulls it down. That's yeah. some badass stuff. Yeah, that's, that's, I, that's some good Captain America there. That's some good Captain America. 
And then I also think the the sort of the, the fight sort of and then kind of trash talk back and forth that he has with uh, Spider-Man is is special. Yeah, that is a great fight. That whole fight, we talked about the how good the fights are. That that airport fight in general, but all the cap moments there. Yeah. Top notch. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, on the also receiving votes in this movie, I think when he when he uh, when he gets the uh, his shield scratched by by uh, uh, Black Panther, I think that was a good moment. Yeah. Um, Infinity War when he caught the spear hmm. in the in the uh, in that uh, train station, and you know he comes out of the shadows and he's got a beard. Beard to Captain America. Beard to Captain America was a moment, and then obviously. Um, in Endgame, he's got the moment where he uh, he's able to wield Thor's hammer, um, and then also he gets to say "Avengers Assemble." I mean, the only time, yeah, the only time that's ever said. So, those would be my Captain America moments. My my favorite is probably uh, Mjolnir. Yeah, when he yeah. starts when he when he picks that up and he starts kicking the crap out of Thanos. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to talk about that more later. I think. Yeah, we'll talk about that later, and we'll probably cry when we do it. But um, totally. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. So now I have a big question. Mm -hmm. Should Cap just gotten on a Zoom call with Tony and say like, "Hey, man, um, I think Bucky killed your parents." <laughs> are, are you sitting down? Maybe waited to make sure that Tony didn't have a suit on, didn't have access to his weaponry or anything like that. Probably. I think. I think had had Captain America Civil War occurred after the coronavirus pandemic, mm. clearly that would have been the, you know what I could do? I could just get on a, I could just get on a Zoom with them. Right. Or we can just FaceTime and, you know, it, it'll be fine. Yeah. He do, won't do you have an ad. <laughs> exactly. There might've been a lot of ways to do this. Uh, I can, I can VPN and he won't know where I'm at. It'll be great. You can call on that little ghetto cell phone that he gets later on, the, the little mm -hmm. flip guy. But. Yes. So people have speculated on this of like, clearly by the time of Endgame, he's worthy of holding Mjolnir. Yeah. And that it might've been this last secret that he was holding. Was this the secret? Is this, so could he actually not lift it in Ultron or was he faking it? Right. So he kind of moves it, right? He does, yeah. In Ultron. And... So the idea of the, of the internet, and I'm not sure I buy it, but you know, whatever, yeah. um, is that he learns once he starts researching Bucky and the Winter Soldier that he learns that he killed Tony's parents. Right. And so he knew that before Ultron, because he because Winter Soldier happens before Age Age of Ultron. Um, so he learns all that stuff, and he goes through this whole period. He doesn't tell Tony, and that was the thing that you know weighs on his soul. Unworthy. But... I'm not sure that that you know keeping traumatic information from your from a friend of yours is something that would make you unworthy. That seems like a good idea. Yeah. Tony, Tony he doesn't know Tony that well by this right. point, right? And and frankly, shortly thereafter, Tony builds a you know a death robot that tries to kill the world. That's true. That might have been wise. Well, yeah. also, let's let's go through do we assume that Odin is worthy? I, I kind of make that assumption that yes, he's kind of the one that seems to deem he worthiness. Made he made yeah. it, so he's worthy. Mm -hmm. uh, Odin held the fact that he had another daughter and 
killed all of the other realms ahead of time That's from right. all of Asgard. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's still worthy. Yeah, he's worthy. Yeah. And and Hela, a little bit of... apparently, Hera, Hela destroys the thing. So she's well, she can hold it in her worthy. hand, right? Yeah, she's somehow, and destroyed it. She's somehow worthy. I don't think lying uh, is the line that keeps you from worthiness. No, I think it was just experience. That's, mm. that's, the, that's the way I like to think about it. It's just like Captain America, you know, had his heroing cut short right. in, in 1945. Right. And he came and he, you know, did some more heroing. And <laughs> he leveled what, up. That's, yeah, he heroed up. And that's what exactly made it made him worthy because the whole thing of with 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 thor is that it's, it's it's a lot of it it's about belief and about, and about its actions sure. but he's also really old and he's done lots of heroing that's true you know, thor is a lot older than than we think that he is because he's thousands of years old right <clears throat> i do find it funny that that fat thor is still worthy but we can talk <laughs> about that later. hey when you don't fat shame fat fat thor is also worthy <laughs> Um, was it, was it safe to go ahead and do this in an airport? No, <laughs> no, not absolutely not. Like, this is again, Tony and his team, this is acting like cops that like to flip a car around in a high speed pursuit. It's like, Oh, I've always mm-hmm. wanted to do this bumping the, the bumper to flip the car over. I'm like, mm-hmm. you don't know what kind of damage you're going to cause. Yeah. Uh, they destroy an airplane. Yeah, they destroyed, they destroyed the, the, I mean, the airport. There's nobody taking off from that airport for months. Yeah, that sucks. So I'm on a business trip. Got to go to Germany. Oh, I hate doing this. Mm-hmm. But it'll be a short trip. Oh, wait. I'm stuck here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at any given time in a city, you know, pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, however you want to think about it, with the exception of, like, a sporting event or a concert, a huge concert where there's you know fifteen thousand people in a short, small space. Is there a place in a major city that has more people than an airport? No, it's the worst possible place to do a big hero. It's the fight. worst poss- Yes, it's the worst possible place to decide that. Oh, okay, we're going to arrest Captain America here. The safe <laughs> I, thing would yeah, have been yeah. to like spy on him. I believe Tony Stark has the ability to put a tracking device on the airplane. That, that's the only reason they went there was to get a plane. Mm-hmm. Yes. Tony knows this, right? Mm-hmm. He could put a little tracking device on it. I know that he has them because he gave Spider-Man a whole bunch of them, little spider yes. tracking things. You could put, mm-hmm. take, get it from Peter Parker. It's like, hey, yes. press hey, this button. Can, remember those things I gave you? Can you give them back to me? Those tiny little spider <laughs> things. It doesn't have to look like a spider. It can look like a little arc reactor if you, the branding is important. If, if the branding is important to Tony Stark, he can make it look like himself. It could just be a little tiny thing. He can make it look like his penis for all we care. <laughs> Put that on the plane. <laughs> yes. The safe thing to do would be to track the plane, get it far away. Yep. Like, it turns out he's going to Siberia. That's the that safest place. <laughs> the safest place to have this hero showdown. Yep. It's just wait a few hours. But no, we have to fight at this airport. Where, you know, thankfully they, they, there was nobody in the terminal. Yeah. Presumably. Yeah. We didn't see them fighting in the terminal, but I mean, gosh, goodness gracious. Come on, Tony. Just to think for like half a minute. Also, if you fight in Siberia, I don't think Ant-Man was going to go on the plane with them, right? Like, is he just there to help them get the plane? Or what was the plan? Uh, presumably, 
everything goes better if you just just wait a little bit. Because remember, I think that Ant Man was going to Siberia. Because remember, they're thinking that oh, right. America, they're thinking that Zemo is going to activate these other Winter Soldiers. Sure. So they're thinking we're going to have to fight six Winter Soldiers. We're going to need a full team of superheroes. Right. Also, here's the other thing. You track them there. They're like, hey, there's going to be this whole <laughs> bunch of super soldiers. Let's all fight together. Now Zemo says like, oh yeah, it turns out no, no, Bucky killed your parents. So they all get mad at Iron Man, right? Mm-hmm. Every Avengers there at that time, what they all do is they hold Iron Man down so he can't freak exactly. out. Every mm-hmm. single one. There's no like two sides. Yeah. Like it yeah. would be super clear. Rhodey is not fighting with Tony Stark to kill Captain America. Yeah, he's like, hey, hey dude, let's just chill. Yeah, let's 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 think about this. This is really sad, but let's think about this. Yeah. So yet another reason they should have just put a tracking device on the plane and gone to Siberia. Yes. This was a mistake by Tony Stark. This entire, the entire breakup of the Avengers is completely on him. Yeah. Well, we did it. We did it. We've litigated Tony Stark yet again. Again. I don't think we're done. No. <laughs> His crimes know no bounds. So, um, but this is a great movie. You should watch it if you haven't. Um, yeah. This was also, um, there's maybe three or four of them within the MCU now that are so much better on the big screen in with a crowd of people because you have those moments where you're just like people just start clapping or people just start gasping you know i think certainly uh what we just had with uh no way home was like that uh certainly end game and infinity war were like that where you're just like you know infinity war at the end everybody's just like <gasps> like yeah they, like yeah. they don't have a way of like processing their emotions but you know end game certainly has moments where you're just like people are cheering and clapping it's just like amazing this was one of those things when, when you have this fight uh, at this airport i'm glad they had it at the airport even though tony stark should have made better decisions yeah uh, when you get you know you spider-man and black panther you get like you know five heroes against five heroes on either side and there's explosions and giant man and you know yeah, it's great. Oh yeah, it, it is A plus for the spectacle. Mm-hmm. Pretty great. Uh, you probably can't watch it in the theater now, so I recommend you watch it as as it's meant to be seen on your phone. <laughs> I like to watch it. <laughs> or if you happen to be able to access Disney Plus on your television, you can watch it there. Oh, fine, watch it on a bigger screen. If you put the phone <laughs> just right. I I do love that you're watching all these things on your phone. Did you watch Eternals on your phone yet? <laughs> I haven't watched it on my phone. I'll be sure to watch it. With a big notch right on the side, I'd like to expand it to, to really make the screen all the better. All right. Well, uh, thank you, Michael. Thank you, Shane.